Oh, we are live, ladies and gentlemen. Little technical difficulties, but we are back, and I am very proud have a bright, bright, bright future in our track community. My girl is with me, Katarina Roca. Ladies and gentlemen, let's give a round of applause for one of the best to ever do it, to come out of Massachusetts. Thank you, Kat. Let's just dive into it because you have a lot going on. So like I said, <laughs> I want to give a special salute to all of our followers who pay attention to Coach H Live. And uh, for me, I think I have a very special person. I'm interviewing North Shore's finest. I believe with sincerity, track and field of Massachusetts royalty, the Roca family has done nothing but justice to the track community here. I want to give a shout out to dad, mom, especially you, Kat, and your brothers. Um, a future, if you have not been inducted into the MSTCA Hall of Fame, I consider you a future Hall of Famer. Do you still have the school record in the girls' mile or the 5K? Um, I never ran the 5K in high school. But the mile, I might have it at PBD High, but not at the state level. I believe it was broken by someone a couple years ago. Grace. Maybe. Grace Conley, I think. Maybe. I honestly don't even know. <laughs> but I think I might still have the school one. Not I think so. There's a young lady, uh, Devasta. Your uncle will be able to tell you. Devasta, she's pretty tough. Maybe like a 520 girl, senior. But without further ado, Ladies and gentlemen, my homegirl, Kat, has taken her talents. Katrina Roca, former state champion here at Peabody High School, took her talents to Providence. And now she's taken her talents to the sideline. And she's now joined us all in the coaching ranks. And it's been a year or so since I've seen Kat. I just want to just touch base with you since you've been coaching now and just how that's working out for you. So my first question is really statement. You know that I'm not shocked on where you are currently in your career. This is from the outside looking in. Um, it's like you go to the art museum, you see the art on the wall. And so for me, the art says this girl comes from amazing mom and dad. Uncle's one of the best coaches ever to do it. Siblings. Cousins are some of the best runners the state's ever seen. What was it like growing up with a family that more than one person, especially your parents and uncles, are knowledgeable of track and field and cross country? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm super grateful that I had that in my life, you know, uh, a plethora of coaches surrounded by me. You know, I just had my parents, my uncles. You know, and they also ran, so that made it better. But, you know, I think I had all that coaching support from even a young age, even when I didn't run. You know, I, I played soccer my whole life, and my, my dad was my coach usually when I was younger and um, kind of got used to that when I was young, playing soccer. But then um, as soon as I got to high school, um, after I quit soccer my freshman year, and gave cross-country a chance and indoor and outdoor all three seasons, you kind of get the feel, you know, all of that support, you know, my mom is very knowledgeable. My dad is very knowledgeable. And, you know, I, I don't think I'd be here um, with the knowledge that I have if I didn't have them. 
um, as well as, you know, continuing to learn throughout my college years with Ray being my coach. Um, and now that I work for him, still learning. So, um, you know, getting, I'm just absorbing, trying to absorb it all. Like even when I was younger, I think subconsciously I was absorbing stuff, you know, because they were so knowledgeable in the coaching area, like pick up little things that now I sometimes use um, with some of our athletes or my brothers. Um, so I'm very grateful that I had that surrounded, like had that was in that environment my whole life pretty much. Um, but there was really no pressure as a coaching in the coaching stance. Like my dad, but at the same time, you know, he was my coach at practice, but we went home and it was like, it was over, you know, he wasn't my coach anymore. He was my dad, which is, which is what you want, you know, um, it's a good balance and as well as with my mom. So let's start this journey. Freshman year, talented soccer player. You took your talents to run full seasons, indoor, outdoor, cross country. Then you graduate PB high, hands down, one of the best, make it to Foot Locker. You have options. Why did we take our talents to Providence? And why the legendary coach Ray Tracy to guide you on your next four years in undergrad? Yeah. Um, you know, I had a couple of options. All the schools I went to, the coaches were great. And, you know, I really liked the schools, the four that I, I visited. And, you know, I, I came to PC on an unofficial and talked to Ray. Um, you know, I mean, on an official and I talked to Ray. And it kind of just really felt like home um, as well as the team. You know, I immediately felt comfortable and felt like this is a place I could really see myself for the next four or five years. You know, it was really like a family feel, which I was really hoping to feel from high school because our high school team was so close. I really wanted that in my college team. And I came here and I, I knew the academics that I wanted were here. Um, and then just with the coaching, you can't get any better really than Ray. And, and Tim was here my sophomore year as well. Um, so you can't get any better than that. And that was just a great mix. It was a smaller school, only an hour and a half from my home. So I still got that support from my parents and could go home if I needed to, which I never really did because I loved it so much. But, um, but yeah, I think what sold me was the environment, the culture, the coaching, all kind of just fit what I was looking for and somewhere where I really wanted to be and felt like I would make a difference, hopefully throughout my four or five years. And um, certainly you did make a difference, being part of some amazing teams that ran at a high level, at the national level. Um, remind me, your, your, senior, your freshman year was what year? 2013. 2013. What has changed in the last 10 years in Providence? That's crazy to think it's been 10 years um, since I started here, which is kind of a full circle moment. But um, mm -hmm. definitely, you know, the physical aspect of the campus has changed at Providence. Um, you know, our facilities are much better than when I was here, you know. The culture, the athletics in general are so high level at PC now. You know, we have soccer teams making NCAA tournament. We have, you know, the hockey teams making NCAAs and basketball who made it to Sweet 16. So 
you know, all the athletic teams are getting really good and we're, we've been consistently good as well running, you know, track and field and cross country, you know, making it to NCAAs, you know, having high placers in those meets. Um, so that kind of has changed. Everything has been kind of high, like everything's better, which is like amazing in a small school like this. You don't find that very often, you know, a division one program in the Northeast where a lot of sports are really good. Um, so that definitely I've seen it grow, you know, physically the facilities, we have an innovation lab. That's amazing. You know, high tech recovery tools, snap pods, float tanks, you know, Norma tech pants, a beautiful outdoor track and indoor track and all the facilities you really need. Um, so that definitely changed throughout the years. It wasn't here. Um, and now all the kids kind of have that to their disposal. Um, but regards to the culture of PC, you know, it really is a Friar family. You know, that hasn't changed. You know, I graduated from here from grad school and left for a couple of years. And then when I got hired here, it was like I really never left. So it's a really cool feeling to still have that. You know, you walk in the office and you still feel like you never missed a beat um, and you really feel a part of something. So, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for Ray and, and the staff here and Tim for, for allowing me to come back and just feeling like home again. So many people don't know you're my homegirl, right? Because we have things in common. We're foodies. Mm-hmm. And you and I can appreciate a good donut. You're the one that got me like, yeah, donuts. <laughs> <laughs> so um, my foodie in common, we just had the holidays. Mm-hmm. What were some of your three go-to dishes? Okay. That cat, Christmas, Thanksgiving, New Year's. What was the some go-to dishes? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so chicken parm. That was definitely one of my favorites. My dad makes some great chicken parm, um, fish tacos, um, and then my dad. Mr. Roca with the fish tacos, yeah, he, huh? He he's killing it, you know. Um, not all Portuguese food up in in the Rocha household, which is nice sometimes. Um, so those two for sure. And then my mom can make a pretty good pizza. Um, so. You know, those are definitely the top three. And then, you know, ice cream for dessert, as always. You know, I used to work at Treadwell's and we used to get that. We get that all the time when I'm home. So um, dessert's a whole other category, though. That would take too long for this for this podcast. <laughs> so, kids, you see that? If you put in the work, you can have a cheat day. Cat put in the work. You deserve one. Cat, like we stated before, when you competed, you were one of the best at every level, high school, you got to college, you competed at a high level. Thank Do you, you see some of these qualities of yourself in some of the younger athletes that you're recruiting and coaching? Yeah, I mean, I think we have a great, you know, number of athletes on our team that have, you know, those qualities. As a runner, you have to have some of those qualities, you know, competitive, disciplined, you know, enjoying the sport of it all. Um, and I can definitely see some of the qualities and some of the athletes that we have, you know, they're 10 times more talented than I was. Some of them, you know, Never. They, they, yeah. um, you know, making it to NCAAs and, you know, placing really high in cross country already as, as young athletes too, you know, um, and placing high at the Big East meet or winning Big East, you know, we have those types of athletes, which is amazing. Um, so you know, the, I see some of the same qualities, but I would definitely say our girls are a little bit more talented than I was. You know, they have the great coaching behind them with Ray and Tim, as well as all the high tech stuff, facilities and stuff that we have now, you know, 
they're they're great and I'm excited to kind of see where they all go from now. I got to pop your collar though. They actually have someone like you, an alumni who understands what it takes. So do not, you know, you have a lot of value in that aspect. Thank you. Alumni, and you know you've been to the top of that mountain. Um, as you know, climbing that mountain will come with the ups and downs. And we're speaking to our future collegiate athletes. You know, college has ups and downs, and that's life circumstances, and we are not exempt. How did you, Kat, navigate your academic excellence, because you're a great student, but maintaining the balance of being um, at a school in a program that had their eyes on, like, the natties? So you're balancing your academics, and this isn't Franklin Park and Rentham, like, <laughs> natties. How did yeah, you balance yeah. that? Yeah, I mean, I think every college student kind of goes through that transition where they have to find a balance between their academics and athletics. I really believe that, you know, if you're doing well in the classroom, you're doing well on the track and vice versa. You know, they go hand in hand, kind of. You know, if you're really stressed in school, sometimes it doesn't translate on the track and vice versa. So, you know, finding that balance is really good. And I think what really helped me find that balance was the people that I had around me. You know, we had great support here academic wise and athletic wise, um, as well as, you know, the culture of the team. You know, we always we ate together and then right afterwards we'd go study together, you know, and be in the apartment together studying at the times that we needed to be studying. You know, if we wanted to be good, we needed to do all the right things. Um, so that meant keeping our academics, you know, in order. So if we had to do it together, we would. Um, there have been many late nights in the student athlete lounge, but, you know, we got it done. And I think finding those supports on the team and, you know, in the library or wherever it may be, academic support, you know, I think that helped a lot finding that balance, you know. I wanted to be the best I could be on the track, and that meant I had to, you know, do what I need to do in the classroom to be able to do that. Thank you. Um Prospective runners seeking to run at Providence, whether you are a walk-on, whether you're a high recruit, what is Ray looking for? And what are you identifying? If you show up to a meet, what are you what is Ray are you looking at in a boy or a young lady seeking to come to Providence? Yeah, so I mean, um, obviously overall a great you know student athlete you know so that means not just you know their times in the track and on what they're doing on the cross-country course but also in the classroom you know you do go to college to get a degree so you know make sure you know your academics are you know able to get into pc and you would excel here academically and be successful afterwards as well so we look for that in a student and then athletic wise you know obviously if your times are there you know for our standards but you know, more importantly, that you're a hard worker and you're buying into the to the team culture that we have here, as well as the coaching staff, you know, trusting, trusting in your coaches and as well as your teammates to make you the best that you can be, you know, on the track and off the track. Um, you know, I think that's what we kind of look for, you know, someone that's going to come in here and want to be a part of this team and really make a difference and, you know, support one another for sure. And, you know, come out of here with, you know, a degree, but also with some some great times and hopefully some really good friends um, and some accolades with the team. So, yeah, I think we're just looking for all around someone that can come in here and, you know, make a difference and um, kind of buy into what we're selling. <laughs> um, so is it, 
It's a year now that you're on the sideline. Yep, this is my second year. Second year. Going into it. Can you share your first or a standout coaching OMG moment? Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. So, um, I would have to say, so I'm in my second year, second semester going into spring, winter and spring. Um, but all last year, I think, was like an OMG moment. You know, everything was just from getting the opportunity to come back to the cross-country season to, you know, making, we had athletes make out NCAA outdoors. You know, I think everything was just an OMG moment, you know, like it was, everything was just eye-opening and I was just so grateful to be here and it was just wild to think after nine or 10 years that I could be back here. I think so that I've still kind of all process everything with on top of like taking everything in from what Ray was teaching me and Tim was teaching me. So everything was kind of an OMG moment, every success, every failure. But I think now that I've kind of gotten past that and super excited to build on what our success was last year, I think our OMG moment for now, because we still have indoor and outdoor. So hopefully we'll have a couple more OMG moments, but, um, was our Big East cross country meet that we had this year. Um, we hosted it at Attleboro. So it was a home meet, essentially, um, a big meet for us. We haven't hosted it ever. So it was really cool to kind of put it on and Tim did a great job with it. So um, we came in second on both the men and women, but we haven't placed that high in a couple of years now. And we had an individual champion as well. So it was just an amazing OMG moment to see all the girls and guys kind of rally with each other. Yeah, we didn't win the Big East titles. You know, we, the women were close to a really good ranked Georgetown team um, and we had an individual winner. So it was just awesome to see, even though we didn't win, the girls were so for our freshmen that won and just for each other that like they did this, you know, they came in second last year, they were fifth or whatever they were. And now they're second and they could see their success and all their hard work kind of, you know, coming through for the last couple seasons. And, you know, I think that was an OMG moment because it was more exciting for me to be able to see how excited they were for each other and for the team than, you know, even when I or won Big East or when our team won Big East, like it was a great feeling to just, kind of see these women come together and just be so supportive of one another and you don't find that a lot which is which is really awesome 10 years ago you're competing at the high level and you are you're still training did you see this in the cards sideline coaching i honestly didn't really realized I wanted to be in this field until probably my senior year of college. Um, so I went to school to be an elementary and special ed teacher. Um, that was my major. And then, um, I'm sorry for intervening. I want to ask yeah. is, is dad and uncle and mom teachers? What you... <laughs> yeah, they're all teachers. <laughs> I, I, that's what I thought. So I could see. Yeah. Yeah. They're all, teachers. all right. You're still teaching, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I, when I was injured my senior year, I was injured for almost a year. Um, and I was kind of in that supportive role, you know, as a captain of the team, I was kind of just sidelines. Obviously I couldn't do anything athletically. So all I could really do was support the girls and being able to support them on the sideline, even though it was incredibly hard not to be able to participate my senior year um, of college, it was just great to be able to be on the other side of things. And I think I got a taste of that, which was kind of like coaching, even though I was doing no coaching, I was just, you know, going to the meets and cheering them on. Um, just seeing how happy they were after meets or like trying to pick them up if, 
you know, something happens, you know, I got a taste of that my senior year. And then, you know, I think that's kind of something that triggered me in my mind, you know, after I'm done running competitively, I think I want to kind of give it a try. Um, you know, so I think it's kind of started there. And then after when I was running after college, I kind of felt like it was that going in that direction. Um, shout out to the club, but it's Ocean State. Yeah, I ran for Ocean State. Um, shout out to Ray, Ocean State. Yeah, Ray coaches the athletes there, and Jordan Mann, you know, runs the club. Shout out to Jordan. <laughs> yeah. Um. So you've been around the sport, um, but some things that I've noticed, and I think the younger generation, it's important for them to hear some of the gems you can drop on this. So like you joined Providence 10 years ago, but over the years, have you seen, especially post COVID, cause we see it at the high school level, the anxiety, uh, the stress, eating disorders, any disorder, mental, the diet. What can you share to us as high school coaches and high school athletes that will hear this so that no matter where they go to their respective college, to the word I'm trying to say, how to address their issues, because you don't want to bottle that stuff inside. And then you get on campus, you start to unravel. Like you said, like you, if, you, if you're not focused on the classroom, it's going to be hard to translate mm-hmm. on the track. And then if it's the mentals, the eating, and that affects, you need the mental and the diet as runners. Could we talk about eating disorders and, um, the mental stuff and how that's impacted uh, athletes. Yeah, I mean, I think mental health um, has been a prominent thing, you know, nowadays, you know, and we're doing a good job. I think in colleges now we're having more resources. Like, you know, here we have a nutritionist um, on campus just for student athletes and as well as sports psych um, to help any student athletes. And our office is always open if kids are struggling and you want to just come in and feel comfortable and just talk to us. But, you know, that's not my profession. You know, I can't, I can't help, you know, the women and men with that, you know, so all I can do is really, you know, listen to them and then hopefully refer them to, you know, the proper help that they might need, um, whether that be sports psych or nutritionist or something. But I think, you know, as high school coaches, the biggest thing you can do is just, you know, be open and be supportive. Um, in both those fronts, mental health or eating disorders, you want to make sure your athletes are comfortable coming to you if they're struggling, you know, make them feel like they can come and talk to you about about these these things that are really hard to talk about as young student athletes, you know. It's not easy to to admit, you know, you're struggling and and that's okay. And even at the college level, it's still hard to admit that. So making sure you can have a open dialogue with kids and be open and be comfortable so they can feel like they can come to you and then you can refer to them, you know. Um, also educating them as best as possible. You know, you might not have all the right answers, but someone might. And, you know, just letting them know there are people out there that can help um, and just giving them, you know, the right education tools to kind of, you know, process all the stuff that they may be feeling and, you know, going through. Because being a kid now is, is hard. High school student athlete is hard. Same thing with college. It's very hard, you know, but we get through it and we have so many resources um, at all levels that, you know, kids come, become very successful, even when they are struggling. Um, probably one of my favorite questions I'm going to ask you, why is it important? This is for you young ladies out there. 
Why is it important that more women join the coaching ranks? Um, I think it's important because it's for someone, for people and women to look up to, you know, you know, having these women and, you know, head coach roles is really cool to see. You know, if you look at NCAA, a lot of the top teams are coached by women and, and that just shows, you know, what a woman in that position could really do. You know, even when I was here 10 years ago, we did have a woman on staff, Steph Riley, who's at Holy Cross. And that made a big difference, you know, on top of Ray's, you know, great coaching. We had Steph, who was also a great coach, but also a woman. So you could relate to her, you know, if you needed to, if you needed to go for her for something. I think having people in these roles is, is, is women in these roles are great, you know. It's someone that you can relate to easier rather than maybe a male. Um, and, you know, it just depends on the person. Some people are comfortable talking about, you know, certain things with with their male coaches, but some people are, you know, comfortable talking with women and having that option, you know, here at PC or wherever you are um, is great. And I think we really need more people in that position. So women feel more comfortable, you know, um, with any aspect that they need help with or coming to, you know, it just might be, you know, a better, you know, we have, we have all these positions uh, in track and field and getting to see, you know, women in these high roles inspires me at least, um, you know, yeah. I want to be these coaches that, you know, are winning, you know, NCAA you will, titles, and you, you know, on your one way. day, um, and I look up You're to You're on your way. <laughs> Thank you. I tried to learn from whatever they're doing, um, but yeah, it's great to see, and it's great for young girls to see that as well. Just in case they ever want to take that path. You already answered that a question I wanted to ask. For the time being, you're done competing. But um, I think it's important that people understand that we all can inspire each other. So I've said, Cav, you've always inspired me. Thank you. Your support for your family, the sport. And I need to have more of a statement to you. I, I want you to keep your promise. I need you to keep being the amazing person that you are, the vibrant and um, authentic self that you are because the world needs more cats. So you got to promise me that you're not going to switch up. We need you. <laughs> but um, what I felt, is it safe to say, I, I let it my little introduction, is the Roca Brass family combined is track royalty. But I was thinking about questions. I was like, man, if you add up your uncles, your uncle's children, your siblings, your dad and your mom, I don't know if there's another family in Massachusetts that has more state champions. I'm just going to be honest, right? I have no so idea. with that being said, with all this high level what was like kickball growing up with your cousins? With everyone, like, you know, um, I'm trying to think. Shane was mid distance, but like, you know, before everyone started getting into like the distances, we were all sprinters and soccer players, right? What was that like? With all this talent, right? <laughs> it must have been competitive. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was a fun competitive environment. So you know, I was the only girl in our, you know, around our cousins, um, you know, so I was playing with a bunch of guys, you know, playing street hockey or wiffle ball, soccer. So it was always competitive. No wonder we were playing. And once the parents got involved, if we had a family volleyball game, you know, that was even, you know, 
It was fun though, you know, and it is oh, that must be serious. <laughs> the family volleyball <laughs> game must be serious. Stories. Um, so, but it was awesome. It, it was great to kind of grow up like that. Um, you know, and I think it, it taught me a lot when I started running competitively or whatever in high school and playing soccer, you know, more seriously, not competitively, I guess. Um, you know, learning from the guys, always wanting to be better, you know, and stuff like that. So, um, but it was, it was fun more than anything else. Wait, hold on. So wait. Fernando has no girls? He has a younger girl now. She's I think she's in middle school or high school. But oh, you have a younger two. cousin, but you didn't oh when you were growing up there was, was no growing, girls. So all of my like like Ben, Evan, Marcelo, Claudio, like all of them, my age, it was just boys. So it was just Oh, yeah, you're the only one. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, yeah. Fellas. <laughs> She shaped you guys. We know that. That's why Marcelo, Shane, and Claudio got on the course like, yo, I'm not losing to you because my sister was destroying me. So I see how that works. I see how that one works. Okay. Um, like, so I think my f my favorite Cat uh, Roca moment it was more of a Roka family moment. Um, I'll go back 2015. I'm a rookie coach and I'm overwhelmed. City's first time in a long time the city gets on the line at D1 and I see your brother, right? And this is Marcelo who's speaking. And I was like, you know what, kids? We're going to go to VCP. Well, coach, what's VCP? We're gonna go to Van Cortland Park. We're gonna go to the 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 Franklin Park of New York, which probably the toughest course in cross country, the circuit. You gotta go to VCP. But we're gonna go watch. I want you guys to run like the freshman race, sophomore race, because they didn't qualify. But I want you guys to watch the championship race and see what it looks like. High level, and you know, um, your brother's the the one kid from Mass at the time that has the shot. So well, I'm rooting for your brother. And then I think I'm at maybe 150. I'm, like, I'm on the straightaway. <laughs> and your dad comes up to me. Race goes off and your dad says like something so touching. And he's like, I really appreciate what you're doing. You're new to the sport. Keep up the good work. And coming from your dad, I'm looking over it like, you're the guy. Like, that's coming from you. I, I appreciate that. Thank you, man. I really like motivating me to keep going. Then all of a sudden, the runners are coming out the woods. It's the final. And all of a sudden, I just see this girl come zoom in. I'm like, yo, who's that? And then, literally, I don't think you know, because you parked like probably like 10 meters in front of me. It's a strange. Let's go, Marcelo! When I saw that, I said, I'm not doing enough in the sport. Nah, I need to turn all the way up. I need to turn all the way up. Because the way Kat is operating right now, oh, yeah, like, I need to run for her. So that was my Kat Roka moment where I really appreciated, like, wow, like, not that it's not necessarily intense, but I appreciated the passion. Yeah, And definitely. it sent a lot, like, wow, like, I'm thinking, like, this girl runs for Providence, baby, Providence, Ray Tracy, like, you took time for your brother. So that really, really, um, my favorite cat 
Katarina Roca family moment. One of mine too. I think the last one. I think the last one is more. It's. It's. I don't think it's. It's a testament to your family. It's so much to you, but I gotta give Claudio his props Mm -hmm. because we see a lot of athletes. um, Their dream is to run on any collegiate level. I believe there's a place for everyone on every level. And I think that Claudio made the very right decisions because to see Claudio go to assumption and run at that level, you know, um, he's nationally ranked level D three. So D three at any level, like nationally ranked at any level is hard. So it was more of a testament to like for Claudio to make a decision to go to a school that could benefit him and provide him a chance to compete at a high level athletically and most important academically. So I just want to give you, Claudio, a shout out. Um, yeah. And I think another one was when I met you at FOSS and then I met Bree, your teammate. And I was like, I could see why this team was good because I saw how you and Bree were like close knit. And I'm like, between Cat and Bree, there's no way that the other five weren't going to show up to run because these two are turned up. <laughs> so, like the number three, four, five is going to be like, yeah, I, I have to, I have to run like them. So, shout out to you, Bree. You know, Bree's in Cali. I know you yeah. want to go to California tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, no, um, yeah, you're not Cat. Just definitely brothers. wanted to, yeah, my bro- I think chop it up with you testament. because I just think, um, I don't. Uh, I don't want our younger generation to get uh, disheartened or maybe lose hope because like, even for you, my last question, kind of like you stop competing, but you're still competing. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that, as coaches, we still compete. And I think that your story is a great story where someone like, I mean, you hit it, you hit it on the nails, like high school state record holder at one point get to the NCAA level, All-American team. And then it's like the next jump uh, was pros. And then you were training on the pro circuit, running in pro races, and then you shifted. And I think a lot of young men and women can learn from you and your story. Like this is a prime example of someone who gave back. Like you're pushing our forward, our sport forward. And I think, I could speak on behalf of your family. Like they got to be proud. Like you're in the position that you are. You're still teaching. We as coaches, we're teaching. We're teaching life lessons and the nuance of how to race appropriately and how to train and diet. And I was so eager to do this with you because I'm like Providence has always been a top program. But now someone like you, an alum, you can stand right by Ray and like, feed this next generation of men and women like hey this is what it takes look at me i'm an example and i think that's powerful bear with me sorry about that so yeah i just wanted to touch base i know you're super busy oh, and, no um, thank you yeah i appreciate I mean, you thank you for the shout out for marcel and claudio i mean it, you made me think back you know that race whenever it was you know not eight years ago now whatever it was it was uh november 25th 2015 (laughs) um but just to be able to cheer him on i think you know is 
is an amazing thing that I'm able to do um, now, like back then and now even now, you know, it made me just remember, you know, actually, we had NCAA regionals um, for cross at Van Cortland Park this past fall. Um, and Marcella was trying to qualify, you know, the team was trying to qualify and then and then it was pretty much, you know, he had to try to qualify on his own and he had to be as, a as, top, as an individual. Yep. And um, he was coming down that starting line, that finish line. And it was the same reaction I had that just made me think of it. It was so funny. That last 150, I was storming down there. My dad, a couple feet behind me now because he can't keep up, but... Um, <laughs> yelling his name and I, it made me literally think back to you know not eight nine years ago the exact same thing when he was in high school yeah just being so excited you know i went to full locker three times and i wanted him to have that really cool experience that i had and just seeing him accomplish that for all the hard work he did and then seeing it even on the next level the same exact course you know the same type of meet a regional meet was just oh it was it was awesome to see and then you know, Claudio doing his thing at Assumption, you know, D2 school, you know, he was never a state champion, but now he can say he's been to NCAA cross twice. So, you know, it just shows where you can go from high school to college, no matter really where you go. And he's doing great things there. He's the top runner there and um, at Assumption and he's, you know, in hopes of, you know, doing some good things on the track and he has a fifth year. So who knows if he'll where he'll do that, but um, you know, it's just, I'm really proud of both of them in regards to where they are with their running and as people and, you know, academically, they're way smarter than I am. So they got me beat on that, but, um, you know, just super proud of them. And, you know, I think they have much more to give in the sport, both of them. Um, Marcel mm-hmm. done this year and Claudio has another year, but I'm excited to kind of see where they're at and cheer, cheer them on. Um, but yeah, done competing, but for me, except these types of things kind of fill that void, you know, you know, coaching, like you were saying, you know, people in the sport, you know, even when you're done competing and you think it's all over, it's not, you know, I found this opportunity and, you know, I'm grateful that they gave that Providence and Ray gave me this opportunity where I can now hopefully like fill the void of not competing, but, you know, helping people kind of accomplish their dreams and goals um, on any level, you know, walk on scholarship, whatever it may be, you know, um, just to help them throughout, you know, their careers here. Yep. Um, Kat, uh, please enjoy yourself. Thanks. Looking forward to see you soon. Enjoy Cali. Thank you. I know that you guys open up the 15th, New Balance. Yep, we uh, at the UMass meet, so we're excited about that. And then we'll go to BU for a couple times. I was actually, um, we got double booked. Oh, so no. I was actually supposed to announce that BU, the, um, the 15th meet, um, the collegiates at New Balance. But... High schoolers, I'm rolling with you guys. So we'll be we'll be streaming the meet, but I physically won't be at at New Balance. But my goal is to start to do some collegiate stuff down the road. I'm hoping stuff. to get to some uh, mass meets. You know, the invites and the and the all state meet and all those kind of or division one, whatever it may be, whatever they call it. But um, division one state relays is coming up next week or two. Oh, actually. You guys are the 16th? No, the 15th. We're the 15th. Um, I think D1's is, let me double check. I think D1's could be the 16th. Mm. And the meet of champions, which well, we're not going to unpack that. But so now, Kat, 
when me and you were in high school, there was an all-state team mm-hmm. champion, and they scored it. Now they don't score it. It's just like the best of the best. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. And that's cool, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> a little different. You know, times have changed. <laughs> um, well, D, D1 is um, Saturday the 21st. Okay. That's going to be a good one. Yeah. And then Meet the Champions is definitely a good one. Then we have the Northeast invite 13th, 14th, 15th. I'm on the mic then. Yeah. But yeah, and Cameron, New Balance Nationals will be in Boston, which is really cool for, you know, all those local Massachusetts schools having the opportunity just to go go to New Balance track and, you know, run some time, which is cool. Um, I'm, there's, I'm hearing that NCAs might be coming in the next year or two. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think some college around here will host um but that would that'd be balance. another yeah yeah that would be awesome you know i'm no i'm hearing it's coming yeah, uh, yeah. But, oh yeah no <laughs> this is the time and this is why i think it's important for mass kids to know like me and you didn't have that opportunity like mass is starting to stamp itself as the running hub you and i've traveled europe like a high school in europe there is no jv Either you're elite or you're elite. Like, they're, like you know what I'm talking about? Like, they don't have secondary um, sports at the schools. Like, you're the nicest 10-year-old. You're just running. At, you just run up, right? Where, like, now we're going to have, in March, New Balance Nationals. Weeks later, the World Marathon. Kipchoge to making a final stamp as the official GOAT. Plus the BU mini-meets. What city in the world has that? Yeah. They'll have really a cool. marathon, right? They'll probably have some pros, but do they have the scholastic part? Do they have the collegiate part and the professional part? Oh, the state's going to be on fire the next four months. Mm-hmm. Grand Prix coming up, New Balance. There's a lot going on. And I think me and you going to be in the middle of something special. <laughs> me hopefully doing the journalism and you landing some top recruits and then some of those athletes punching their tickets to the NCA. Hopefully. <laughs> and, then, and I just need one last thing from you. Yeah. yeah. Continue to do what you're doing in a Providence in large. Any yeah. Providence friar. I got to represent Providence. Providence That's anything good. large. All righty. I'll let Ray know. <laughs> And tell your dad, especially your dad, super hug. Mom, they're the best. Uncle, I appreciate everything that they have done for me and you to open up the door so you and I to be the coaches that we are today. Yeah, thank you. Okay, enjoy your holidays. Well, your trip. Tell Bria said what's up. Hopefully, I got it right this time. (laughs) You're going to get the text. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, let's clap it up for one of the best to ever do it here in Massachusetts. She's took her talents down to Providence and kids do not hesitate when you see Kat Roca pick her brain. One of the best to do it, has the experience, has the knowledge. We appreciate you, Kat. Keep up Thank the good you. work. Thank you. Appreciate you. Thanks. All right. Let's see if 